This is episode number 27 of Broadband the Podcast, and today's guest is Nicole Magic. Welcome to Broadband, a podcast created to showcase businesswomen who share insights and lessons learned about their journeys to self-employment. Here's your host, Denise Kowalczyk. Hello, this is Broadband the Podcast, and I'm your host, Denise Kowalczyk. Thanks so much for tuning in for yet another fantastic conversation. I created this show to learn about ideas and resources and lessons learned from other solopreneurs so I could be a better business owner myself. And the conversations I've been having over the past few 20 plus episodes have been inspirational, illuminating, and I hope you are also getting something from the process. On today's podcast, my guest is a former chemist who is now a holistic healer. Nicole Magic survived a chemical poisoning years ago and decided to do a major career pivot. She is now an empowerment alchemist who works with people in taking deeper dives into knowing themselves in order to live a more powerful life. Nicole, welcome to Broadband. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I have been so looking forward to having our conversation. We met, I believe, through the Polka Dot Powerhouse global situation, and we've had several conversations. So I'm super excited to share a bit of your story with our listeners and viewers on Broadband. So thank you so much. So let's start a little bit with who are you? We're going to, of course, take a deep dive into your business, but a little background as far as who you are. I am Nicole Magic, and uh, I used to be a chemist, and I've had uh, this business actually 13 years. Yesterday was my 13th anniversary, and I basically help women leaders and holistic specialists to step into their fearless, authentic selves by permanently eliminating their self-sabotaging beliefs that derail them. And are you based in the New England area? Yes, I'm in Rhode Island. Okay, great. And tell me, chemist, holistic healer, quite a leap. What um, was the moment that, that you pivoted from your life as a chemist and decided to pursue this life on purpose? Well, interestingly enough, I battled and I won that battle, obviously, because I'm here. Um, with mercury poisoning. I had a battle with mercury poisoning for my life. And I ended up leaving chemistry because it really took a toll. And then I was put into a layoff, which that the mindset that came in, I was, I just knew my intuition just burst out over it. And I realized that that was going to happen. And so I just had that right mindset of, okay, well, the universe is presenting an opportunity here and I'm going to figure that out and take it. You know, you're so right. I mean, opportunities are endless, right? But when you're facing like something that's so scary and so unknowable, it's a little hard, right? To recognize like what is the opportunity in this? And it's, but it's a practice, right? Isn't it? Like you said, a mindset of like a muscle you build, right? isn't it? Yeah, kind of a little bit because uh, you have to get yourself into that that space where you become much more aware at deeper levels of yourself, 
We're so used to looking at everybody else, looking out of our eyes and not looking within. You know, I love that too, because the power of knowing yourself is one, I think one of the most ultimate powers of personal power that one can have. And it can be as, I don't want to say silly or minor, but it's not earth shattering, I guess. But knowing like if you want to start a new habit, right? And I was just talking to a, another friend about this. She's like, how do you do the um, physical movement stuff, Denise? You know, exercising, walking, what have you, what have you. I said, you know, I got to say a couple of things. Knowing myself and knowing how I self-sabotage. So if I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to start exercising seven days a week starting on May 1st. Guess what? That's so not going to happen, right? But if I know, okay, I'm going to start May 1st, but I'm going to do a little soft launch the week before so it makes me feel emotionally and mentally ahead, getting a head start and doing baby steps, I have so much more success. So I totally get that whole thing of knowing yourself. It's such a thing that you really should invest in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, anybody who reads the Bible, there's a lot of people out there reading the Bible and it says what? Know thyself. And I really believe that that's what it means is that knowing yourself really, when you get to that level of really knowing yourself, you never 100% know yourself completely, right? But getting at those deeper levels of knowing yourself, you then understand everyone in the world around you there you don't have any judgment and therefore you cannot be judged because it just doesn't stick because you have you're able to do the work with getting rid of those limiting beliefs yes limiting beliefs are the big lbs i'll tell you oh my gosh you know another thing that i was thinking of is like in the in the vein of knowing yourself i was talking to again the same other friend and she has developed a habit of asking her heart and well, actually in her car, she asks her angels is that is who she asks. She'll consult her angels, spirit, her heart, whatever you want to call it, and go in and be intuitive. Like, should I take this job? Should I go out on a date with this person? Should I eat that questionable piece of fruit? No, sorry. <laughs> but kidding aside, asking yourself and your heart. Um, important because I, I do want to um, celebrate that you said that because asking yourself, it also, uh, what she's doing is she's trusting in her own intuition. She's trusting in her divine guidance. She's trusting herself because you have to be able to trust yourself to know that that information, wherever it's coming from, right, is coming from within. And to be able to move forward in that saying, yes, that is in alignment with who I am. Yes, right absolutely. 100%. Yes, right on. And it, you know, we lose that along our journeys as people and to reclaim that it takes a little bit of a climb, but it's so well worth it. Now, so we talked a little bit about your business. We're going to talk a little bit more. It's kind of a, my conversations with the ladies on the show is I want to get to know you. I want to, get to know more about your business. So we kind of flip-flop across the board on that. But let's go back to your business. I know a bit about your business and your offerings, but can you share with our audience what those offers are 
and like three reasons, for example, um, why someone would work with you on these things as opposed to another person? That's a really great question. And I'll tell you a little bit about what my clients say about that, because coming from them, it's, I think it's a little bit more, um, meat and potatoes with coming from somebody else, right? So my clients would say and have said that I really am, I'm very approachable uh, because I have the science background and the metaphysical background. I've seen auras and stuff all my life and energy. So there's the two sides and I'm very quantum physics. So I'm able to also communicate the information in a way that's easily assimilated. And then by breaking it down into these bite-sized pieces, show a system that actually works because I've experienced it and I've lived through these things. And I devised this system because it works. It was what I used over and over and over again and continue to use to go deeper and deeper. Okay. So to clarify, are you like a metaphysical co life coach? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm linear and concrete. So you need to come into my zone a little bit. Like, what are you? <laughs> I am the empowerment alchemist. So yes, I, I help with and guide people and mentor people to get into that space of fearless authenticity. So in all areas of life. So yes, life coach, however you want to put it. It's, um, it's a very particular style that I have because I'm, I'm unique. So my style is unique and helps people to really bust through the things that have been holding them back. Got it. Got it. So we're going to take a little time travel okay. and we're going to go back to your younger self. What kind of advice would the current day Nicole share with the younger Nicole? Oh, I guess that, you know, it doesn't matter what age that could be. I think I would just go back and say, keep doing what you're doing because you got this. That's good. I got that. I got that too. That's a great piece of advice. <laughs> now we're going to, we're going to switch it up where let's say you're going, I don't know, like 10 years into the future. Okay. What do you think your future self would share with you when you met? Keep going. Cause I got this. <laughs> if you go, keep it simple. I love it. I love it. Who has influenced you? professionally in this world as an empowerment alchemist? Have you had mentors or people that you've looked to and have inf influenced you to um, pursue this and improve and better your craft in helping people in this way? Gosh, I would say, you know, we have so many uh, mentors and guides and, and people, influencers along the way that First, I would have to say my aunt and uncle have always supported me 100% and have always had that wise, sage, mentor kind of conversations with me to um, enlighten me along my path with their wisdom uh, through their experiences. Uh, and then, I guess, kind of looking into that 
you know, the person that you don't know that's that you look up to in a way of they're doing wonderful work. And that's exactly the type of work that I want to do. And I want to make an impact like that because when I watch people's transformations, it's that that motivates me. And I want to make that impact on a lot of people's lives. So I guess Joe Dispenza is one. Uh, John Maxwell, he's an awesome person. Bruce Lipton, he is the biology of belief. I share a love for him because he was a cell biologist and I did some cell biology in my uh, chemistry career. And just everybody that I've been connected with, because I'm always learning, you know, even when I'm teaching something, I'm learning from whoever it is that I'm with, because that's how we grow. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? That's totally a very strong piece of wisdom you just shared there. Now, you know, I'm a businesswoman, you're a businesswoman, and the pace of running our own businesses can be pretty extraordinary sometimes. What kind of things do you do to sort of manage the pace, if you will, of being a small business owner? Being a small business owner is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And when you can really hone in on what are the pieces that you really need to be doing, that is number one. Number two is really just getting into the metrics of things. So finding a system. Everybody's different and not the same system will work for everybody in, in their business and their personality style and even how they communicate. So taking the time to figure out how you're going to analyze what you're doing and also project. So it's that roadmap to your success. What is it that you need to do to get where you want to be and then have a system in place that you can track, analyze, and plan and just keep doing the same thing over and over again? Do you do annual planning for each year with goals and the likes? Quarterly. I do them quarterly. I'm impressed. <laughs> wow. Wow. People that ask me, how do you do so much in so little time? And it's because I stick to my to my things that I do and, and keep on doing it and readjust because, yes, I can have a general plan for a year. But when it comes down to it, my roadmap and every piece of action that I want to take to get there is pretty much mapped out in quarterly. Yeah. You're, you're conceptually, you're preaching to the choir here. I'm a huge planner, but um, one of the things that I struggle with as the CEO of my own business is that, you know, I'm doing the work, but finding the bandwidth to do the planning and the visioning and the goal setting and then keeping it, on task. So that's something that I'm focusing on this year professionally is I'm calling it um, professionalizing my operations is getting more in front of that. As a matter of fact, I was a inspired. Um, there's a gal who's a leadership coach that I actually interviewed um, on broadband, uh, Carol Ann Penny. And I saw her Instagram post. So she, go, she went to this beautiful uh, bed and breakfast in Newport for her annual two night mm -hmm. retreat personal retreat. 
And she goes there and she reviews, I believe, her previous year and then looks to what her goals are and starts articulating her plan for the next year. And I'm like, okay, I'm so doing that. I already picked That's it. what I do. It's, it's uh, three days, business strategy intensive, get out of the house, go away somewhere. And I do this with a friend of mine who's also in business, my wonder twin. And we really hash it all out. And because there are two of us, we can bounce things back and forth between between us and what makes sense. And, oh, yeah, well, what about this? And right. we really strategize. I love that idea. I'm all about collaboration. As a matter of fact, this year end planning that I want to do, I want to invite a maximum of three other ladies to join me. And so there'll be some socializing, but really structure on how we use our time independent work, but also collaborative work to do just that, that accountability portion of it really makes a difference. How many hours a week do you work on average? Um, I'll tell you. So I have another screen over here. So I, I basically map out my day from, you know, I have some coffee or whatever in the morning about seven thirty, eight o'clock. And then I'm wrapping up my day about two thirty, three o'clock. Nice. I love that. You're not working 80 hours a week. No. No. <laughs> Been there, done that. I'm with you. I work, um, I started out working 10 to five, but I did because I'm in a growth spurt of my business. So right now I work nine to six, which is, you know, Monday through Friday. I don't work on the weekends. I don't work at night, right? you know, so just finding those boundaries to stay healthy and productive. So, I do have a couple of days that I do do stuff like for my membership and for coaching, group coaching, stuff like that, where I do it later at night. Um, but I shift things around uh, after those days and say it's a Thursday, Thursdays. I allow myself to have longer days. Wednesday, certain Wednesdays, I have some of those calls mm-hmm. and I always shift the hours. So Friday might be a light day. So I'll block off extra time. You have to be intentional about it. (laughs) So I, you know, I'm a big fan of celebrating wins and successes. And I'm curious, I always like to ask my guests, how do you celebrate when you hit it out of the park? Ah, okay. I'm glad that you specified when you hit it out of the park. That... I'm a big fan of celebrating all the small wins along the way because that's very motivational. No matter what you do, whether it's a yeah or, you know, give yourself a little dance party or calling up a friend. I do. I call my coach or I leave messages. Mm-hmm. So I leave voice messages for my coach and my wonder twin when I when I have a win to celebrate. So whether it's a, you know, small, medium or large size win, I have those people that are cheering with me. And I do the same for them. Yeah. When it's a hit it way out of the park. Oh, hell yeah. You need to celebrate that. And you need to celebrate that publicly because you deserve it. You deserve the recognition. You deserve to tell the world because how are you going to tell the world everything else if you don't celebrate your accomplishments with the world? Right on, sister. I love it. I love it. What would be one piece of advice you would share with someone? who's thinking about starting their own business? (laughs) 
that could be loaded. But what I personally would tell somebody is really sit down. I mean, this is this is what I do. I would tell them to sit down and define their desire, really map it out, because this is the process that I take people through when I work with my clients is we all know what we don't want. And you'd be surprised at how many people do not know what they do want. Oh, I'm not sure because I'm one of them. I, I struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I take them through that where really defining what you do want and what tends to come up are all those limiting beliefs. Well, not all of them, but some of them along the way. Mm-hmm. So I erase those with them right there. And then we continuously erase more and more of the limiting beliefs. And so moving from defining that desire to really mapping out how to attain it. Mm-hmm. I love it. There's a there's some magic and mystery, yet logic and intention, right? Yeah. Scientists, empowerment alchemists. <laughs> Master manifester. <laughs> How do you feel about the word ambition? And would you apply it to yourself? Ooh. Well, when you say ambition, there's a, like... If you feel the vibration within it, I guess it depends on how you define it. Mm-hmm. And I, so I'm going to say that ambition is great when it's progressing you forward. But if you're going to be ambushing yourself with your ambition, then cut it out. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Because I really feel like um, when people say ambitious or you're really ambitious, there's a connotation in there of something forced or super hard work or like like hard at it. Mm -hmm. And you can be ambitious in your life and and attaining your desires without it being hard work. Yeah. Yeah, I look at ambition as a desire to do more, to explore more, to be open to more and to grow. That's how I use the word ambitious. And yes, I'm very ambitious. Um, Okay. This is all right. So this is a question I sort of added recently to my repertoire of questions. How do you navigate being wrong? Oh, whatever. I'm wrong. Sometimes I'm wrong. I'm usually right. I will say that. Ask my kids. Right. (laughs) <laughs> I'm always right until I'm wrong. And when I'm wrong, I'll admit it. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. Yeah. Where right. you? That's great. That's great. Oh, um, it's always fun, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you say is the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Bravest thing. Oh, okay. So the bravest thing that I've ever done, I believe, would be to leave a six-figure job to Mm. pursue my business and have tons tons of events booked and then have them all canceled because of COVID. Yeah. 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 And be completely fearless over it. And just like, all right, route recalculation. 
<laughs> there you go. And what is the opportunity in this? Yes. And that I love that you said that because there's when people present obstacles to me that they're having difficulties with, I always ask two questions and that's how to navigate where to go next is what is the lesson? Uh-huh. There's always a lesson to be learned or else it wouldn't hurt so much mentally, physically, whatever. And then what is the opportunity? Yeah. Because there's always an opportunity in there. And they're always, and there's all, I think there's always a lesson. Honestly, I think both are present in those painful situations. That's how I look at it. What is your personal slash professional vision for yourself? (sighs) They go hand in hand because, uh, I really want to make that impact on people in such a way so that when we become our fearlessly authentic selves by getting rid of all the self-sabotaging behaviors, it comes down to erasing the limiting beliefs. And although I work with mainly adults right now, it's the children that I really want to get to because when they realize how amazing they are and the potential that they can tap into without having those beliefs because that we as adults parents and just family members in general we instill the epigenetically epigenetically instill these beliefs onto the young ones and they take them on they adopt the belief and we need to cut that loose because once they realize that those beliefs aren't supporting them and they can take on new beliefs that do Mm -hmm. imagine the peace in the world because there won't be the judgments. Mm -hmm. What about the bullying will stop because we're accepting everybody because we know who we are, even at that young age of whatever that might be. If you, if this is instilled in schools, a program like this, how amazing would that be to watch those kids grow up into the adults and what kind of world would we have? So that's really where my vision goes. Oh, I love it. You're going to change the world. You already are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you're very passionate about what you're doing and what your intentions are. And that's a very powerful desire to make such a huge impact that um, can change the world in very profound ways, right? So you share those tears and thank you (laughs) for being so vulnerable to do that. (laughs) So I have one final question for you, which is a series of questions. What is your favorite flower? I love calla lilies and I love Gerber daisies. Very, two very different flowers. Yes. Wow. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee in the morning, tea in the afternoon. Okay. (laughs) I see where this is going. Tahiti or Paris? Tahiti. (laughs) Are you, oh, I think I know the answer to this. Are you an intention setter or a goal getter? Both. Yeah. 
course you are. I didn't, I didn't, should not even. <laughs> and do you have a favorite quote that you could share with us? I'm going to have to say what comes up immediately is dreams don't work unless you do by John Maxwell. Love it. Mm-hmm. It's just so true. It is. It's totally true. It's interesting when I think about that quote is that, you know, it isn't like the dreams and opportunity are literally going to knock on my door and say, we've been waiting for you. (laughs) You have to put yourself out there. You have to put it out there. Mm -hmm. Be aware of yourself. Be aware of what's happening out there. And even if something is not going exactly in the direction you had hoped, Maybe it takes a number of detours, maybe it never even gets there, but still the journey of that process is always going to open up some kind of an experience, right? Right. Absolutely. You have to put it out there. You have to take the action to get there. Trust in yourself. And if you're in alignment with what who you are, it will happen. Marvelous. This has been a phenomenal conversation. Thank you. Thank you. You can learn more about Nicole's services, workshops, events, speaking engagements, and read her blogs by visiting her website, magicllc.com. That's M-A-J-I-K, by the way. I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes. The site is chock full of free resources, and she also has an online community, that you might want to check out that focuses on transformation. Broadband the Podcast TV is also available. You can find that on YouTube. I share pretty much every one of these conversations you hear on this podcast, but on YouTube. I'll be sure to include a link to that channel as well. So have a fantastic day. Thanks so much for listening to Broadband. It's a podcast celebrating a spectrum of wisdom shared by business owners just like you and me. Thanks again to Nicole Magic for sharing some of her time and her lessons learned with us. Have a great day. You've been listening to Broadband, a podcast showcasing the inspiring stories of businesswomen about their successful journeys in building their businesses. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. To learn more about the show, be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the website. Thanks for listening.